What's up, world? The FC loses at home to Breck Shea's Inner Miami, and we are to talk about it for episode 132 of Knifey Lion Radio. I am Jonah, joined by editor-in-chief, executive, chief officer, head, HBIC, head bitch in charge of the post-Cincy, Kevin Wallace. Oh, let's get caddy on Twitter, baby. Let's go. Audio Twitter. That's uh, That was going to be Chris Cornell's next band. Ooh. But he died, so we never got to form Audio Twitter with the members of Trapped. Um, oh, real quick. You're in the John Hark's Cave of Wonders. Let's blow past it. It's Labor Day. What would you rather do than talk about FCC? Kevin, Labor Day. For people who were like me up until they were probably 12, thought it was about women who had given birth. But no, Labor Day is so much more. Do um, do people really understand that it's actually about labor? I think the meaning of Labor uh, Day has been lost. Much like, no, don't, it's not about your hamburgers on Memorial Day. It's about people who died. So set people straight, Kevin, about Labor oh, Day for him. Let me tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the, the confusion that Labor Day is about organized labor is on purpose because Labor Day for the rest of the world is on May 1st, May Day. But in the United States, they separated it because they did not want organized labor to build an international connection and international community. Look up the Haymarket riots uh, mm-hmm. where the police threw bombs at themselves to Look set up, up uh, the immigrants to, to, to be the fall guys for taking down organized labor. Um, yeah, Labor Day being not on May 1st is a uh, complicated history. So yeah, yeah the confusion's Bush. on purpose. Don't let them win. <laughs> Bush knocked down the towers. That's what Kevin's trying to say without saying it. It's basically, yeah, the the early 1900s, late 1800s version of that. Um, So, yeah, show some respect when you're scarfing the hot dog. We had uh, 1 a.m. fireworks going on right by our house last night. Uh, Folks, it had been dark for a real long time. You could have set those puppies off. (laughs) Any time after 930 would have been just fine um but there was a game that's what we're here to talk about that's what the people want to hear a late one tuesday people expect me on a monday but i've seen the numbers when it's a monday holiday they're not listening so i didn't think i lost anyone's but i feel bad for one podcast and that's cincinnati soccer talk because like i say klr is the table setter for the week of fcc content we lead the narrative espn's first take kevin's definitely Stephen a smith I am the recently fired Max Kellerman. And so sorry, CST, we couldn't set the tone. But guess what? The tone is not excited about FCC. <laughs> so that's the spoiler. Uh, let's get right into it. The first and only segment. Yap yeah, it's Yap Watch. FCC still not won a game with the teak. Yap Stom's team is one loss away from being dead last in all of MLS. Um, I pose this as a question, but I'm not actually going to ask it. Is there a reason to keep him beyond him having a contract the team has to pay? I say no. Kevin, it was all set up for us. We were playing a not great team, Inter-Miami, um, at home. We've got we've got all the players you might want. We're short a few COVID protocols, but uh, we were the favorites on a FanDuel Sportsbook. You're going into it. You don't want to predict a win ever for this team. But realistically, was it more than hope? Was there? No. Do you think this, there was a chance? This should have been a win. This absolutely should have been a win. Uh, Miami is not a good team, and I think we saw that on on the night. They're not a terribly good team. No. Um, you'd like to think 
that there's such a thing as home field advantage. I don't know if that's actually true with this franchise. Um, yeah, like this should have been a win. This absolutely should have been a win. When their own player for the second game in a row versus Miami blocks a goal from by laying down in our goal, like the the soccer gods are trying to gift you a win here. And uh, no, we, we slap their hand away. We'll do it the hard way. Thank you very much. I think that means Breck Shea is the Antichrist. What did you prefer, Breck Shea blonde dreads or Breck Shea mullet, which seems to be the haircut du jour of uh, of bro culture these days? Yeah, I I prefer the mullet. I just wish he had a little more elevation up front. His original nickname with Dallas was the Space Unicorn. And I feel like he hasn't <laughs> lived up to that in a while, so I would like to see that again. Brekshay hasn't really lived up to anything, but I was saying that <laughs> if Brekshay was on FCC, he would be all of our favorite player, just because it's, it's something so goofy about his name, the way he plays. Uh, I don't know if you remember when he was a hot commodity. There was always lots of stuff about like his art. Like he was like real yes. big into painting and surfing, and it was like this Breck Shea guy. Do you know Arsenal wanted to have a trial for him? <laughs> There's this narrative, and now it's just like, like it's unbelievable that he's still like in the league. And uh, I was gonna say scoring goals, but he's only scored this season <laughs> against us, and he nearly had a brace. <laughs> so that really does say it all. Um, but yeah. the team looked like the team from last week, except Velo was not in. Cruz started. Somebody else started. Who I was like, oh, that guy's starting. But anyways, I'm watching the game. Was it just me or did it feel like a little bit we were playing a better team? Not based on anything that Miami was doing, but it's like we were set up to play New England Revolution and seemed quite conservative. Then there was a lot of long balls. Am I talking out of school? What did you see out there when you actually saw him? It didn't seem like we were playing a team that's as shitty as us. No, it was it was weird. The setup was weird. Um, it felt like I I haven't gone back to look at any of the advanced stats or even rewatched the game. So no I, should, I can yeah. only tell you my impression from the fifth row in the Bailey. But it looked like we were running a three four three, but the two wingers up top were expected to be wingbacks as well. And it was just a way to get like the worst of both worlds there where a Tanga or it was Harrison and, and Barrial were just not terribly effective on the wings. And we had the back three, but there, it wasn't obvious who was, who was taking charge in the midfield. You had Madunyanin out wide on the left, which was a weird look and Kubo and Cruz in the middle. Uh, and then Acosta was just given or took full and free reign to go anywhere, which of course is, is what he does. Uh, <laughs> and but he it did just left giant gaps in the midfield. There was just at times just absolutely nothing, uh, especially when we would fail offensively and he'd take the slow walk back. Well, it would just cut right through that midfield. So yeah, tactically it was very weird. I was not a fan of what happened with the wingers and, and outside backs there. Yeah. It seemed like most of the time Barrio had the ball, you're like, oh, this is where there'd be a give and go. He'd pass it to someone and then make a run. But this time, he either stayed put or kind of tracked backwards. And it was clear to me that he had been given instructions to play the way he was playing because no reasonable offensive player would be like, you know what? 
I don't want to attack. I'm really loving this back part of the wing back thing. So the whole first half, I just like kind of pounding my fist against my head, like, go, let's fucking go. And then when we weren't doing that, we're just like kind of chucking these balls over the top to Brenner or whoever else. And a few of them were close, but none of them really connected. And that's not really a game plan. That's just a, hey, maybe this will work out. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out at all. So I want to, like you said, Lucho, he, he, he'll test you a little bit where you almost want to say, you're being a little bit lazy, but I I don't yeah. say it. <laughs> it's like because he's running a lot, and I'm like maybe he does just need to catch his breath. But there was a lot of times, him and Harris, him and Kubo on the wrong page. He's throwing his hands up. He's slowly like waddling back to our side yeah. of the field, and just kind of like eh, like why is this happening? But I'm kind of sick of blaming players individually, and I'm like, well, Yap. What are you telling these guys? Because <laughs> clearly everyone else seems to be following a plan and Lucho's doing this, Barrio's doing that. So can I just blame Yap Stom? Because he's that's that's yeah. easier for me because these players I mean, are longer for the team. Boys sure. Guy. And there are things that the players are doing wrong, and I'm sure of it. You know, I'm I'm not the one giving them instructions or directions, so I, I can't tell you exactly what they're failing to do, but um, and again, I haven't gone back to look at some of the advanced stats on this game, but the last few games, uh, when you look at average player position, Acosta has been ahead of Brenner in most of those maps. And it's not because he's attacking and he's, you know, the the, the lone striker up there. It's a lot of times because he's he's walking his ass back from, from a failed attack into the midfield. Um, but at the end of the day, like, if you see a player doing something over and over again that is infuriating or you can't quite figure out why they're doing it and that player continues to start does not get subbed out I have to assume that is what the coach has asked them to do this was something I I tried to defend Deplan about all the time which is people get mad that he would get so far forward and, and wouldn't track back he did it every single game and continued to start that that tells me that was the game plan was to have him push forward. And so we see that again and again with Acosta, with Kubo, with Cruz, you know, why is he doing it? Why is he in this position? Well, the coach is asking him to. So um yeah, I it's it's totally fair to blame the coach. I'd like to say it looks like Deplan's living his best life. He started a new personal Instagram. It's uh unverified, but he's got a just a gorgeous San Antonio girlfriend. Looks like a a luscious property. She's taking photos in with giant windows, really open, um, Southwest style. He's really, you know, he got out of Cincinnati. He's in the USL. Don't feel bad for him. He's a sexy Frenchman. He's doing great. (laughs) And uh, it's not like we couldn't use him on this current roster the way uh, things are going. I mean, we signed Chris Duvall off the fucking street. You tell me he's better than uh, Deplan. (laughs) But, I mean, I get it's not... It's not even Stevens there, the way things all shook out. But um, right, my man took a lot of guff last year. Some of it deserved, but it turns out we're still just as bad without him. So, <laughs> war, Waston. Um, what else did we see? So, yeah, we never had any really amazing chances, and they had the better chance, which was that blocked Breck Shea shot, which was clearly going in, and it hit a guy <laughs> right in front of him. Um <laughs> And the game's ticking away, and you're like, wow, we are really going to fucking tie 0-0 again. Um, Like, Brenner had a header into the side netting, which seems to be his new thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Acosta had the best chance of the first half. 
Uh, does Acosta have the soccer yips? Because once again, he's played in probably our best buildup of the game. It's set up for him to take a one-time curling shot. He hesitates. He cuts in a little more and then blasts it straight into a dude. Just, I didn't think this was going to be a problem yeah. with him, but sometimes just shoot the <laughs> fucking ball, bro. Like, what are you waiting for? And that turned out to be, honestly, our best chance of the whole fucking game. It is so weird that he's like lost his killer instinct to just shoot the ball. And it yeah, it does feel like he's in his own head that he's waiting for the perfect chance. He's waiting for that that perfect opportunity. He doesn't want to fuck up the one chance to score the goal to get the the monkey off his back and yeah, he just takes the extra touch or makes a, a extra pass which is weird for him. Um yeah, it's very sad to see. I I'll tell you one thing, Manu would have shot immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad that like the the Venn diagram is getting like larger of like the outrageous FCC takes that I laugh at and screenshot and send to people and like my opinions some, like they're slowly like overlapping I'm like yes <laughs> this yeah, yeah he would be better and like people are like <laughs> like, Dem- like I need Demay I need Demay in my life I'm like yes <laughs> it's like, I don't think Demay's a good coach at all it's just like the more things happen and I'm like I'm open to anything and that's probably the worst part is we have some like any fan base we have some really bad fans with some bad takes and some bad thoughts and I hate that like you can't you can't have that dynamic of being like no I'm right and you're wrong because right now there is no right. Everything's wrong. So I'm like having to agree with like the world's worst, like world's worst people. I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> or someone's like, why would I renew my tickets? I'm like, fuck you. Like, I don't really have a good reason right. except for like, I'm going to do it. So fuck you. But like, what else are you going to say about it? But uh, yeah, they scored extra time. <laughs> Breck Shea. And um, am I crazy to say that I would, I, I keep saying this, that I was happier for a loss than a 0-0 draw. Because a 0-0 draw is nothing. It gives Yap a little bit more room. Everything feels so pointless. But, like, yeah. Right. I'm just like, go ahead. Fucking do it. Just fucking right. stab us stab us in the front, you know, not in the back. And uh, that's kind of feel over a loss. But a tie is worthless I, to I, me. I, right. And I understand I've I've been in this position all year, which is frustrating because it's like... Once you once you hit it up to to ten, you know there's there's nowhere else to go. I understand Spinal Tap's uh, <laughs> in, intuition on this one here. Fan like, outrage is at uh, eleven right now. Right, right, but it was just like we nothing has changed all year. And yeah, there was that four game stretch where we right before the first hell is real. Where I was like, oh maybe we're beating the bad teams, and then it, that was the only time. In like two years, this team has made you think that they could they could string together any sort of results or or make some progress. Um, and yeah, it's super frustrating. And you're at the point where if you are a fan of this team, you want to get to the next step now. Like, there's no point in waiting. What this is isn't working. So then it becomes what gets us that next step sooner. And yeah, it's probably just a lot of blowout losses. Like, sure, Domey isn't the way, but we know Stom isn't. So can we just fire him now? Like, yeah, we just want to feel something, and uh, <laughs> that's on win or lose. I don't want anything in between. And right. um, I don't know how things have been different if we had held on to the Columbus game because that was a real nut punch, just because it was so typical of us blowing leads. Um, 
or yeah. dropping points from a winning position. And I mean, if you're not going to there, I thought his seat was ice cold once Jared was fired. Cause they're not going to, why would they fire? You know, what's the point? Right. And, but if you lose to Toronto, like it doesn't get any worse. I mean, we have games in hand over a lot of these teams, but whatever. Just the visual of us being complete bottom of MLS, losing to the worst team in MLS at home, like someone's got to pay for that. And I don't think we'll lose. I think it'll be like a 0-0 draw or something. But if we do lose, do you think, is there any way do you think that Yap doesn't make it out of the year, barring just cataclysmic blowouts? I mean, I'm, I cannot imagine he's having fun with this. I can't imagine that he sees staying in Cincinnati as a net positive from this point on, from now to the end of the season, as being good for his career. Unless he truly believes he can turn this thing around and go on like a five, six game win streak to end the year, uh, he's better served personally from quitting like right now just fucking disappear hang out in europe until the winter and wait for the first dutch team to call you to to take a new job because this isn't this isn't gonna get you anything no but then i mean i can't wait for his him getting his next job and giving the interview about where he just came from Mm. just the amount of bullshit he's gonna spew out about like I tried to work within the framework and I just wasn't given the the tools. I wasn't given the resources. It's like, no, you're just not a, you're just not a very good coach. And like, I don't, I'm not the one to define what makes a coach good or not, but like actions results really, that's all that you could speak. And you could say, when people are like, well, he can't go on the field and make the passes for people. I'm like, that's always true of every shitty team. <laughs> like that's right. people that's get also fired. That's true of the good coaches. Like, how can yeah. you say, you know, Bob Bradley's a good coach because he had Mark Anthony K and Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela and you know Walker Zimmerman, you know, to start the year. Like, does that make Bob Bradley a good coach because they had really good players? Does that make Seattle? Uh, you know, a good organization because their players make a good pass and score a goal. Like at the end of the day, results is the only thing that fucking matters, guys. Like, yeah, you gotta someone someone has to pay. That's the way it works. <laughs> and most of these players um, probably have contracts that go beyond this year more than him. Um, but yeah, just losing to Toronto that'll be fun. Uh, I but. You know, they say what's worse than anger is apathy, and there does seem to be a decent amount of apathy, especially after the last one. And I think it's going to get more and more grotesque if they don't mm-hmm. do something. We got a lot of we got a lot of fucking home games coming up, so <laughs> I mean, I think we're going to get a home win. Um, in a few more weeks, I might get to that, you know, that devious point where I'm like, what if we just don't? <laughs> like, and like maybe right. that's kind of funny. I don't know. Like, what is like we can't, but you know. Like I said, the floor is the ceiling. We can't. The floor is the ceiling. Yeah, the fuck it. The floor is the ceiling. We <laughs> can't get yeah. any lower. Um, you can't hurt us anymore. It's you know people are. Right. I'm not worried about what people say about us. We got Toronto at home, New York City FC at home. Don't like. <laughs> don't like the sound of that. Oh. Uh, Red Bulls, the Frankie Amaya game. Every time I think it's like we were convinced Adi was going to score a hat trick against us, he did fucking didn't do a goddamn thing. No. But uh, so everyone's going to assume Frankie's going to score. Um, 
I'm not too worried about that. Then we got Orlando coming. Uh, we'll lose that. Chicago Fire. Oh yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. does, does it matter what team I say though? <laughs> really? You know, like <laughs> Chicago, like that's a good chance. We've got the Nashville game at home. I'd like to beat them. Ugh. I'd like for it to somehow matter for them. And then the last game of the year is uh, we're hosting Atlanta. So it might not matter for both teams, but it might matter for us for <laughs> getting our first <laughs> win or possibly avoiding the wooden spoon. But uh, yeah, what's your prediction? Do you think? I think we just have to stumble into a win with all these home games. But yeah, you'd think you luck into one. Honestly, some of these teams, like New York City, I. I don't know. Maybe it's got to be later in the year. Maybe it's more Atlanta or somebody. It's got to be resting guys for playoffs. Like if if they're guaranteed a playoff <laughs> spot, maybe they they throw an academy team out there just to rest some guys' legs in October. Um, that that's the way we're getting a win. I think. I um, love that. that's the attitude around the team. Like play for the team's resting. <laughs> like hold on, guys. <laughs> and then Yap will say that. Well, the fans should know that later on teams might be resting players and we'll have a good chance. <laughs> like, just come out and say the most <laughs> ridiculous shit. And Laurel's like, you got to hand it to him. He's forward thinking. He knows of what's Of course, going. those would be the games that we decide to also play the kids just to see, like, what we got. And it's just two USL teams just beating each other up. So you had a little back and forth with Laurel, but really you were talking more about the quote versus um, yes. nothing she said, but it was. Somebody asked Yap, you know, they set him up and he he knocked him down about <laughs> get, bringing in more free agents or something. And like, yeah. I just wanted to throw my phone or not my phone. I want to throw my shoe at like the screen I was reading it on. Because if you're counting on free agent signings, you know, like a Clayton obviously is a game changer. Of course. <laughs> sure. Well, he, he would win at least three of these games single handedly. I think we can for all agree sure, on that. For sure. For uh, sure. Clayton, if you're listening, we're still counting on you, buddy. Don't, <laughs> don't let people mock the post over Clayton for sure. Um, <laughs> but like, if you're counting on a free agent to like change the fortunes of the team, the ship is sailed so far out of port. Like everything <laughs> is fucking, you know, man overboard. Uh, Kevin, is there a free agent out there you think can <laughs> turn this team around? So far, we've got Kyle Scott and Chris right. Duvall who came in. We're trying to make Kyle Scott happen, but like. Just come what, on. What okay, what's the best case scenario for Kyle Scott? That he is a slightly better Frankie Amaya from last year or twenty nineteen? Like is that gonna is that gonna win as any games? I don't think so. In my mind, him um, playing like Velo is like we'll think he's God. Like Velo seems right. like a competent player. If Kyle Scott's a competent player, that's probably still a good deal, but we'll be like, This guy's fucking why wasn't he here all year? This <laughs> right. guy's fucking amazing. He's making passes. I, I mean, I I like to think Kyle Scott will be good. I have no reason to think he'll be bad. Um, I don't think there's any reason to think Duvall is anything but Zico Bailey's replacement as he's coming back from injury and isn't a teenager with, whatever, a few hundred minutes experience in MLS. Um I mean, Nick Haglin at this point is the team's best right back. I think that is very fair to say. So uh, I've got no hope in Duvall changing the fortunes of this team. Um, Yeah, unless like Gareth Bale's contract situation gets real funky, I don't think there's a a free agent in (laughs) the world that that can turn this team around. So, Um, Yeah, and that's what's just so sad. We're in this 
purgatory of it's like just so crazy. We're already like having to wait till next year in a league where the playoffs are not. They're always within your grasp, supposedly. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not even out of the running for the playoffs. Like this team, in theory, could you know go on an undefeated streak, win and draw every other game, and find themselves in the playoffs. Like that's how stupid this is. Yeah, New England just played somehow played twenty four games. We've played twenty one games. Um, seventh place, There's nine points right there. Yeah, seventh place <laughs> is DC currently. They have thirty points. So we are 13 points behind them. So, you know, do the math and hope no other team <laughs> wins. <laughs> it, which It's hard because there's not a lot of uh, conference crossover either. Yeah. So someone from the East is going to win these games against Eastern teams. I mean, it's adorable. We've even talked about it for 30 seconds of uh, our <laughs> playoff possibilities. It's like... I the the best part about Yacht possibly winning besides us winning winning like the four last games meaninglessly is there will be a new GM and he usually you think a new GM wants to do everything his way so he has no attachment hopefully he's not Dutch he has no <laughs> nothing about Yaps is like matters to him so right because I don't want a situation where some shitty coach wins a couple at the end like Marvin Lewis winning three pointless games at the end of the season they're like let's bring him back for another year like just fucking just fucking pull the band-aid off bro <laughs> right. so uh i'm not too worried about that happening at least no i and that's that's the saving grace here and ultimately that's what this season is sort of resting on is what happens with this gm hire hopefully it gets done sooner rather than later and we can start making some evaluations but like in the meantime yeah we've got to hope these players play better and we need Yacht to just be better at his job. I don't know how else to put it. Just like we need, we need better results here. We need, I don't know, more player rotation. We need younger, hungrier legs out there. We need to bench guys who are underperforming. Like, I don't know what needs to happen, but like, I don't know. Has has Acosta, Brenner, and Vermeer earned nailed on status? No, they haven't. <laughs> no. Rotate the shit out. Like, like yes, they are they are the better players at their position, but I don't think they've done anything to justify not getting rotated out of game. So. And like I know, play the kids might be overrated, and we don't have a lot of kids to play. But it's like when you see Mocha Joe and Vasquez come in, and it's like, find a place for Archimedes to come in. Like, give right. us something to care about. Like, I get, I don't know. They're not shit. We don't know anything about him. We've seen him play in like the youth team. And then I saw a clip of him making Cruz look fucking embarrassing on Instagram. He's fucking styling all over the team. And it's like, don't show us that and then not give it to us if you're going right. to show us some deacon somebody. Put him in the fucking game. You put him in the bench every day. Same with uh, Flanagan. Like, mm-hmm. stop running out these dudes who haven't fucking done anything, especially Mocha Joe or even Vasquez. I hate that, like, I get somewhat excited. Like, oh, Vasquez is coming in for Brenner. Like, this is what it's come to. <laughs> like, Vasquez hasn't fucking done goddamn anything the whole year. And I'm supposed to get right. excited. And we're at Stockholm syndrome right now with these guys. Or give Vasquez a whole game. Just sure. see what happens. Like, let's just let's run the whole thing out through him. Um, 
Yeah, it's just so frustrating. Or like Atanga just disappeared from the team despite him being the most effective winger on the team. Uh, just like, I, it's so frustrating. I, I do not know what's going on. Um, Vermeer yeah, made I everyone mean, hate life and then he just started the next game and everybody just forgot about this, <laughs> that he gave up two goals <laughs> off his belly. It's like... It's like Cody Cropper got banished to the Shadow Realm for the New York City game, um, and and like Vermeer was brought in, and they've recalled Lunt and all this shit just because like Cropper sucked or whatever. Yeah, and then Vermeer can do it, and it's no big deal, even though Teton is perfectly healthy and Lunt is in town, and Cropper, <laughs> I guess, is technically still on the team. Like, yeah, let Lunt. Let Lunt play a game. I don't care how bad he was in the fucking preseason game. Like, just give him a goddamn chance. And apparently, right. what we heard, TT's like an asshole or something, and whatever. Yop's an asshole. Good. So, yeah. like, <laughs> good. I don't want. Like, there was something about like uh, the Yom's Yop still has the uh, no, it's the Yom. locker room. Yom, Yom, Yom stop. Let's just let's just mush them together. Yom still has the locker room, which is absurd. Like, yeah, he doesn't punish you for fucking up. I would love that guy to be my boss. Are you kidding? I'm going to keep fighting for this guy who's playing me in spite of the way I'm playing. And you're what? Say you're Flanagan and you're going to like talk shit about Yopstom. Okay, cool. Your soccer career is over. <laughs> if you had any hope or aspiration of playing in Europe, uh, you've shit talked the, the guy who is going to be the one to give you MLS minutes so you can avoid playing in USL. Like, what do you want Flanagan to do? Um, and yeah, guys who are the senior leaders of this team who are clearly ineffective because the team is not getting results. Of course, they're not going to talk. Also, who? What are they going to talk? They're going to talk to Laurel and Pat and be like, "Get a load of this guy. He sucks." Like, <laughs> what do you want? I don't them know. To that'd do? be fucking tight, though. I mean, let's get fucking God. crazy. Um, I feel like this is all building up to the U.S. effectively destroying their Olymp- their World Cup. Sorry, their World Cup hopes at TQL <laughs> just to be the cherry on top. Get blown out by Mexico after this season. Um, Everyone just finding a new reason to hate Cincinnati <laughs> before are, they just mocked us. Are we us. the first game of that October window, or are we second or third? Because, yeah, if, if well, USA draws or loses a, a game or two before Mexico and then gets blown out by Mexico, it could get real ugly. Yeah, the U.S. is like, if they had been play, if they had won both these games, my overall soccer mood would be pretty decent. I'd be like, FCC, you old rapscallion, you just can't win a game. <laughs> but like, just like stacking those on top of each other, it's just so much negativity. And I just, you could, yep. you could just, I could feel the energy at the end of the last game. And I looked down, and I saw somebody talk about it on Reddit. I think it was the section right in front of me, below me. There was a near brawl. I don't know what it was about. I think Boston said people were fighting over somebody got the last Sam Adams or something. I was like, okay, let's fucking go. <laughs> let's get crazy. Uh, the roof worked, though, for me, at least. I heard there were a few leaks, but I was dry. I was like, oh, I looked up at the light. I was like, oh, it's raining quite hard. This is great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm really enjoying that. Like I said, I was fifth row of the Bailey, which was great because I uh, was getting slightly misted, and I looked uh, sideways, like down the end line, across the bailey and i could see exactly where the rain line was it was exactly my row which was perfect it was it was just yeah, the, blowing in just enough the front of the club seats getting fucking drenched so 
up the pores. I mean, Happy Labor Day. Yeah, they, again. they deserve that. You know, like that's the price you pay for getting the the front row on the field. So let's uh, let's get out of here with some positivity and some negative 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 negativity. <laughs> What's you got any anything positive you're looking forward to the rest of the season? Uh, before this Toronto game happens, at least. Then after then, there's. I don't want to hear any. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything, especially from you know who. No, don't stand in front of the Stom Stom Express that's about to get fucking. <laughs> now blasted. the only thing I'm looking forward to is just continually being vindicated for all of my <laughs> shitty hot takes throughout the year. That's that's ultimately what I'm looking at. Like I've said all along, I would love for this team to win a lot, so I look like a moron. But. Uh, it's not panning out that way, and honestly, uh, it makes me feel pretty good about uh, how I view the game. So, feeling good there. <laughs> yeah, on a long enough uh, timeline, everyone ends up agreeing with you, Kevin, whether they want to or not. <laughs> I've been going back and looking and listening and reading old uh, old takes and people ju- just the laughter that you'd even suggest, which I agree to the like you know game three. I'm right. like, it's not. Time it was to early. It was early, but again, to to go back to it, like nothing I saw last year was inspiring. Nothing I saw looked like there was a plan, looked like there was an idea. And after getting trounced by New York City, which was following, I think, getting destroyed by Orlando in the Nashville game where we looked good for 15 minutes and it all (laughs) fell apart. It was like, this is the same goddamn team. It's the same thing. This year's going to go exactly the same. I don't want to see it. And that's, that's where uh, I went Louisville from. preseason that we didn't see, that was the first I, concerning. I mean, <laughs> you were so bummed in a about nutshell, that. would you want your team to lose 3 to nothing to Louisville and have a recently retired player, I'll phrase it that way, score the third goal? Probably not. You'd opt for that not to happen Well, you to can't see training, so. That's true. What the fuck I, do you know? <laughs> Maybe Flanagan and Ordonez are absolutely dog shit, and Jack Stearns is styling on them, and and <laughs> it's not going well. But hey, maybe Jack Stearns sucks. That's that's how bad the season's getting. <laughs> you question everything. Oh no! But people are getting healthier, so Gary Walker's rounding into form. So that's good to see. Uh, that is, we have been very healthy, which is also a bummer because that takes away maybe the best excuse. Yeah, that was an early excuse. They're like, oh, we well, we don't have this or that. Now some now we've got people like oh Matarito's not there and if we got to put in this guy I'm like whatever man we should have won the game Castillo <laughs> Castillo was a perfectly fine backup every time he's had to fill it there's no reason why Matarito missing should have caused any problem uh, wrong of course big wrong <laughs> uh, but yeah my final thoughts you know we're just gonna keep hanging on for dear life got a lot of home games to get excited about Toronto's the big one I'm gonna declare it a must win. Whoa. And uh, if this one doesn't go our way, there's really nothing left to say. There's really nothing <laughs> left to say for this season. If we don't win this one, we'll probably win one later. But by that point, I won't. I won't care. But uh, you won't catch me not at the stadium, though. I, I'm using my tickets for show, so I'll be there. Kevin, final thoughts. Also, God bless you for uh, joining us. I gave you much more than a minute, and uh, I don't oh. regret it yet. I I always appreciate the extra time. Um, now, my, my final thought is, uh, if you sit in the first financial uh, seats, please cancel your season tickets, because I would like to sit there next year. <laughs> I'm think- Is that the poor <laughs> club side or the rich poor side? Yeah, it's the, the uh, rich, quote, unquote, rich club. club. It's yeah, club yeah, yeah. and air quotes seats. Yeah, we, yes. might, uh, we might make the move as well. I'm just debating how far to the sides I'm willing to go 
Mm-hmm. You know, I like to be a, I like to be central, of course. You know, I was I was raised in section 122 at Nipper, and I had the best seats in the house. So it's not something I look forward to getting closer to the end lines. But um, I'll do what I got to do. But yeah, I'm thinking maybe we go down, maybe 20 rows up, 17. Ooh. You don't want to get too close. You know, you want a little no. bit of height. So I think a lot of people, I think there are going to be some cancellations. So I think there could be some movement in the, the seating. <laughs> uh, where are you right now? Uh, I'm in the Bailey. Okay, that's what I thought. Consistently in the Bailey, yep. Wow. So you're, Day you think, one. I had a Bailey season ticket. You're thinking of going Norton ticket. on us, huh? <laughs> I could go Den and get a suite, but uh, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll stick Norton and, and move to the, uh, the first financial there. You were going to say something right before that I said that. Uh no I uh I have to be in like the first two hundred season ticket holders like as soon as that team was announced I bought the cheapest season ticket package so and you've been wasting it on my... Bailey's seats I I know <laughs> <laughs> with all this priority you know it's worthless uh yeah uh, also like at the game last night there was two entire sections first row yes it was raining. Uh, but we're wide open, so like, if you want to get as close as possible to the action, uh, the Bailey's got you covered. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, I wouldn't uh, want to be yeah. on the first row on the side. It's too too hard to see. No, but you will absolutely have any guy taking a corner kick carry you. That is a guarantee. <sighs> Man, I was screaming. <laughs> Me and my brother screaming for Breck Shea, and it's just like desperate to have him hear us because that's another thing i miss about our old seats is we could tackle <laughs> and it would it was effective so i missed that but uh yeah otherwise uh you gonna be there you gonna be there saturday saturday yeah why not just hurt me again <laughs> uh prediction <laughs> i don't you know yop gets yop gets fired at halftime wwe style birding comes out coaches the game gets the win <laughs> birding haters are in shambles that's my that's prediction. His dream. I'm thinking about that as my head hits the pillow tonight for sure. Uh, but yeah, Zach's not here. So, Amelia, what's good? Grace, what's good? What's Cody cropping? Kevin, I'll give you one last word before I say goodbye. No, you got to cut that. Damn it. I regret saying that now. <laughs> I forgot what you're talking about. Uh, this is oh. a, how low can this club go? Disaster! Oh my god! Um, I mean, I'm not even mentioning uh, that I was with him that night. So, <laughs> <laughs> with who? You didn't even hear it. All right. God bless. Three points guaranteed. See you. See you next time. Same old Bobby. Same old Pete. Yeah, they got nothing on me The same old cars, same old streets But yeah, they got nothing on me And easy come and easy go Yeah, I'm sure I told you so I just want you for your door But I'm sure I told you so And well you're dead dead job It's been eating the way you're alive You feel a little inside
Alone, I'll be one minute on the phone. 